www.brfcs.com. By the fans. For the fans. Since 1986. Welcome to BRFCS podcast number 73. I'm Wen Hu, the BRFCS editor. And today we have a podcast special with BRFCS admin Glenn and Steve B, who are calling time on over a decade of running BRFCS as the site administrators, and will be handing over the task to myself. It's a tough act to follow, and Glenn and Steve are here in the virtual studio to look back with us over the last 10 years or so of day-to-day involvement with BRFCS. And it's also an opportunity for them to say one or two thank yous. So how are you gentlemen? Thank you very much for taking the time to come on. Yeah, absolute pleasure. Uh, cheers for ha- having us on. Always been very, very impressed what you've managed to achieve with the podcast. So it, it's uh, about, you know, quite fitting that as our calling shot, it's um, our chance to be on here. You're uh, you're both doing well. Yeah, yeah, not not bad at all. Um, busy as always. One, one of the reasons for us standing aside is that we're both really busy nowadays. So um, yeah, can't complain. Yourself? Yeah, um, very much uh, the same here. Very busy uh, with uh, with work really. Uh, not doing too badly, all in all. Um, Steve, uh, you're uh, you're keeping yourself uh, pretty pretty busy, I believe. Busy enough, certainly. Yeah, uh, and that, I think obviously myself and Glenn had a conversation and decided that it's time to look to move the site on a bit because I think both of us, by our own ambitions, for the last three or four years, haven't really done a lot to actually move the site forward. We've sort of allowed it to sort of keep ticking over and. I think workloads, etc., have just been too much for us to take it any further. That's been particularly the case in the last few months, I believe. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. We've we've, we've both been struggling to give the the site the dete- um, the attention it deserves. And now you've you've actually been involved in BRFCS for over over ten years now. It must be going on for what twelve around about twelve years, something like that, since you took over from League Ruby. Something like that. I remember. I remember writing a few scripts for Lee back in '99. So yeah, it's it's we've we've been involved in some way or other for a long, long time. Yeah, we've been involved since the '90s as moderators, admin, or whatever, along with the likes of uh, Paul and Don. So Fuzzy Rover, or whatever it's called this week, '99, uh, <laughs> and it was 2001 when we took off because I remember when it was when Mr. Gruby left the site to go and work for Rovers. Because uh, I remember him starting his job on the same day as I started a new job myself, so I can remember when it was. So it's October two thousand and one we took over. Right. Okay. So that's yeah, just just over twelve years. Amazing. Yeah. Get less yeah. get less for murder nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Uh, so yeah, and uh, yeah, Lee, Lee Gruby was originally with the Lancashire Evening Telegraph, as it was back in those days. Uh, it's now the <laughs> Lancashire Telegraph, and uh, yeah, as you say, he moved over to to the club as uh, internet manager, I think, back in two thousand one. Yep, and uh, you you then took over the site uh, from Lee. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure nowadays that Lee would rather have given the site away or closed the site down, knowing the hassle it's had since then. But I, f- I think he still gets the blame at the club for everything that goes on. So, <laughs> got to be a bit careful. But that, that's what happens when he went for Mister Agnew, isn't it? Really, because he's a bit. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's more recent history, I think, isn't it? Though. 
Yeah, yeah. There's always been knocking around, hasn't it? To be fair, that's that. I think that's always been the problem for the site, isn't it? Really, whereas Mister Agnew's never been a particular fan of it, and when he found out that uh, Lee had sort of passed it on to us two troublemakers, I don't think it was too popular. (laughs) And and, yeah, this is probably the time to say that after 12 years of having to watch exactly what we say and watch who we who we expect. It looks like we've got you to shoulder all that now, Wen. So, yeah. Uh, Hi, Paul. How are you doing? <laughs> I'd like to wish you a Happy New Year, Paul, but uh, I'd be hypocritical to say anything otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll be, we'll be coming on to uh, Paul Agnew later in the podcast uh, under a, a separate section. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, going back to uh, the uh, BRFCS beginnings... Uh, you took over from Lee, and uh, I think you inherited uh, his uh, backroom team and uh, added a few to it. Um, who, who was uh, who was working on it originally? Oh God, that's putting oh. us on the spot. Um, it, Brownie, who a lot of you all still know from the forums, and um, um, was doing the news. Uh, although you know, he, well, all of us freely admit that back in those days, the news was basically stealing whatever was on the LET site, rewording it, and um, and, and posting it up a, a few minutes after they did. Um, or oh, just checking also, it out we, yeah, John, Johnny H was on the mods with us, obviously Paul and Den and um, and South Ladder Rover, as you mentioned before, they were already part of the team that joined when we did, and we carried that forward. Um, but I'm sure back in those days, 99% of it was Lee. Uh, uh, Ricky was involved as well back then. Oh, as of well. course, yeah, Ricky. I always forget yeah. Ricky. Sorry, Ricky. I've got to say, Ricky's not instantly forgettable either, not with her hair and a pink uh, car. You know, so. To be fair, it, 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 a, a brave man that on Facebook at Christmas posts his, his, uh, his, um, his best Christmas present ever was, GH, uh, was new GHD straighteners. No, and not that we're trying to say anything about Ricky at all, because, you know. But <laughs> yep. He's, he's comfortable in his, his sexuality. He's. Um, <laughs> he's He's, he's, he's a very straight mad man with some very camp habits. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. This is why um, Wen doesn't let us on the podcast is because we just sack silly and, um, and and yeah, we'll behave now, Wen. Sorry. <laughs> okay, good. Now uh, to to get back to uh, the uh, uh, the the history of uh, BRFCS as you're uh, uh, recounting uh, with great clarity here. Um, <laughs> now you you then uh, added a few others. Uh, Paul, I believe, uh, moved from modding to admin after a while. Is that uh, that's somebody else, uh, Glenn. That's somebody else who moved out who was actually working around the time. Paul was became an admin I, at the same time as me and you did. Um, I thought we mentioned Paul. If we didn't, I thought I'd mention him in the same breath as Don and um, and then. So, if we didn't, sorry, Paul, you've probably done more for the site than anyone that's not on this podcast at the moment. So, if I, if I didn't mention you, sorry. Don't let Cammy hear that. <laughs> oh, God. See, this is why it's taken me months to write a thank you and goodbye post, is because a number of people I forget is embarrassing. Uh, just to clarify, uh, when you say months, uh, it's not a sudden decision to uh, hand over, is it? It's, uh, it, it, like you say, it's, it's the main reason for it taking three, three months is because you're taking so long to remember how many people you have to thank. It certainly seems like that, yeah. And then I'm, I'm bound to miss people, that there are still going to be people that think, well, bugger it, I did all that work from there, didn't get a mention, so. Um, I mean, this is another reason for me and, me and Steve stepping down, is that our memories just aren't what they once were. You know, we're, we're, we're getting rapidly approaching senility, I'm sure. Speak for yourself, Clem. <laughs> I think it's just alcohol with me, I think. 
And uh, then I think uh, Biddy must have joined joined up in the mid two thousands uh, to help you out with uh, servers. Yeah, yeah, I'm not entirely sure when uh, when Biddy came on board. It, it certainly wasn't part of the initial wave, but he's been around an awfully long time now, and um, it basically was out of necessity. In the early days, we could use kind of off the shelf services that anyone looking to start a website can go, you know, normal hosting package, but. As we kind of grew and wanted to do cleverer and bigger things, mine and Steve's meager skills were um, weren't really up to the job. And um, Biddy, who's a professional sysadmin, jumped in and, um, and and took us kind of through the next stage of technology, which in years to come not only saved us money but also saved us some, um, yeah, got us out of a rather sticky legal situation. It was Biddy who basically took over the late two thousands when we bullied him into it in a match when when an away match when we were having a few beers and he basically said what he could do and we says right go on and just just do it uh, I, I remember being on the train back from a fire and trying to bully it into him then um yeah because it was when rick who used to run the hosting for us uh, at a very very good rate but i think we were it was obviously doing mates rates and doing lots of favors and you know at, at that point uh we needed to move away from rick i think rick was probably glad to be rid of us truth be told uh because we were pretty damn big and probably using quite a lot of server power and it got to the point where we needed to move to dedicated servers and not shared hosting. Sorry for anybody who's not really from the techie side of things, but that basically means that we need to spend a lot more money and run a bigger box. Yeah, so Biddy sort of ushered in the next era of BRFCS where we were running our own servers, not relying on any third parties, um, You know, no hosting company, um, and essentially playing with the big boys. We, we were our own ISP, which... Um, a few years later, when all the legal threats started to, to hit us, actually paid dividends because um, the first thing the solicitors were asking is, you know, who's your internet provider so that they could try and get you shut down? And the answer is, well, we don't have one. We have multiple different feeds, multiple different servers. You know, we are our own. So, yeah, Biddy's yeah. knowledge yep. school still saves a lot of um, problems on that one. Excellent. And what we should say on, along that one, as well as Biddy, uh, the fact that the entire site itself rallied around, around about these couple of times where the actual hosting fees were astronomical at one point. They were about £150 a month. And it got to the point where the site and advertising itself wasn't sustainable from that respect. The people like Ed, Gav, Debs, uh, Bob Fleming, who basically set up a fundraising drive and... You know, there was a Save Our Sites campaign that sort of went on for a while. That was probably about 2004 or something like that, correct me if I'm wrong. But, you know, and people set up standing orders, people put money into the site and basically helped to pay those sort of hosting fees before advertising again came back in after, after a while so we could actually make the site self-sufficient again. Um, and dare I say it, Mr. Nixon's uh, involvement raised the traffic such that Google started paying us quite a lot of advertising money at that point. That certainly, whilst the site has never turned a profit as such, it was never in any danger at that particular point. Um, Alan Nixon's arrival was a double-edged sword in so much that the, the ad revenues went up significantly, but they actually the demand for bandwidth wasn't going up um, according, or the, should I say the availability of bandwidth or affordable bandwidth wasn't going up accordingly, so those were the days that Alan had promised something at 11 o'clock, and by 11.03 the server had crashed because we just couldn't buy enough um, resources for that little 15-minute spell when um, seemingly the entire internet came to visit us. 
Yeah, and unfortunately, when we were doing shared hosting, that's when Rick's office sites used to crash and laughing. That's yeah, we used to think, yeah. quite apparent that uh, we needed to move on and move forward, uh, you know, onto something a little bit more sustainable. I think that's the word we're yeah. looking for, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah it must have been uh, around about two thousand seven to two thousand nine uh, when uh, Nico Alan Nixon uh, started to become active. I think. I, I was uh, reading the forums pretty, pretty much on a daily basis around about that time, and uh, I actually signed up. I think in December two thousand eight, uh, and uh, I got involved with the transfer window, possibly January two thousand nine. I'm not sure. Uh, doing yep. doing that uh, that little bit of uh, what were they called the transfer roundups or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it used to do your little daily summary so that you yeah. didn't yeah. have to read the four or five thousand posts that we get in twenty four <laughs> hours in the um, yeah in, in the transfer section. Very much yeah. appreciated that was by everyone. I think at that stage because yeah. even I'd stopped reading the main transfer forums by then. I mean, Alan joined round about the time of the Dan Williams takeover uh, rumours, which was about 2007. And I think he'd written the stories there and was coming on to talk about that. I think Brownie had actually asked him to come on and sort of, I won't say justify the story, but probably not far from the truth and just put a little bit more colour around it. Uh, And obviously, Alan stuck around for a bit longer before moving to Twitter, which, let's be honest, I think Twitter for the type of questions that Alan was asked and the type of replies was doing is absolutely the right medium there and not a forum. You know, Twitter is very much uh, you know, something that's a snapshot of what's going on there and then and I think that's where forums don't necessarily work because by the time you've had 100 people asking a question the original post has lost on the source of the context. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, I say it was a very interesting time for us because the two-edged sword. I mean, first off, you know, I like Alan. I get on well. He did a lot for the site and he's been... Um, as, Am I right in thinking um, when his podcast is still one of the most listened to out of all the episodes we've had? Uh, I think it was, uh, it peaked, the the very early one, uh, we had 14,000 for downloads yeah. for that one, and uh, it went up from something ridiculous like 5,000 up to 14,000, but after a while yeah. we surpassed that uh, ah, right. on regulars. Uh, but, but, I mean, yeah. I mean from, from the site point of view, he was always a very interesting poster. But the site did become, you know, sort of beer FCS with Nico for a while. You know, it, it, everything seemed to focus around that, and all the discussions either came sort of um, came back to Nico one way or the other. We had a whole army of people that wouldn't have anything bad said about him, and a, an equally big army that would take every opportunity to to knock him down when he got it wrong. So it. Whilst it was it was good from a you know giving the site a lot of publicity and you know we we were grateful for that it it wasn't our proudest moment in history it's um yeah it, it did become a bit of Nico TV for a while yeah it, it actually it actually became a point where it was a rod for our own backs because just keeping the site going at that particular point was was sort of hard work there were a lot of people who joined who had no interest in the site or the community or anything like that all they wanted to do was just fire daft questions at Nico. Uh, clearly, Alan Nixon knows a hell of a lot about the club, and he's got a lot of history with the club. Uh, you see it from the Jack Walker videos, etc. He's he's been on the periphery for quite some time, and has obviously built up quite a lot of contacts. I'm not so sure that's the case now. Venkis have took over and changed the sort of environment, but you know, I'm sure Alan will argue otherwise, or say otherwise. Uh, you know, as has happened with journalists, sometimes they're right, or you know, or even when they're wrong, it, it was right at the time, but some. Things move along in football, don't they? So two, two 
clubs are interested in a player and five minutes later another player becomes available and their interest has gone. Again, most of what you sort of read there is a snapshot of what's gone on in time. Mm. Yeah, it's the so-called nicotines, wasn't it? That, uh, <laughs> the sycophantic uh, nicotines that uh, yep. took over the forum at one stage. Yeah, people who were upset about that would just, you know, whatever Nico said would argue otherwise. Hello, Scotty. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Interestingly, I, I was out with Scotty New Year's Eve, and we were talking about that very incident um, when, when we we had to ban somebody that had been a, a long term contributor to the site, albeit for a brief period. Um, Scotty still maintains that his point is valid. He, he 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 did mention that Nico got it right, but he did mention that the the, the betting markets did some interesting movements around then. The thing is, back then, that was quite scandalous talk, you know, the, you know journalist influences betting market. But nowadays, that's, you know, it, it's not a, a, a particularly unexpected thing. Of course, journalists influence betting markets, you know. Things like Betfair are driven by internet stories. So, um, you know, it, back, back then, that was quite a scandalous statement. Nowadays, it's, you know, just, it, it's obvious. Mm. Nowadays, Betfair would sort of say the same thing, is that they're monitoring stories as quick as they can, so they get their yeah. first to reduce the odds. Yeah. And as I say, the problem with football in general is you get a club that are interested in one manager, one player, one day, all of a sudden that, that, that moves on to something else or something else in, in no time, because clubs haven't got the time to waste chasing some of these targets. You know, so things do move on. Mm. Uh, talking about moving on, uh, the, <laughs> the 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 development of the site is quite amazing. Uh, if you, if you just sort of think of, uh, we're, you know, we're talking about, uh, um, you know, the the nicotine era, um, kind of looking back, the the site went over to WordPress. Uh, I was just looking; it's, it's what two and a half, three years ago now that it uh, went mm-hmm. over to WordPress. It's quite frightening to think uh, we've been. Uh, using WordPress for that long, and th- there's been a uh, move towards integrating Twitter, uh, social media. Uh, it's quite phenomenal what's uh, what's taken place just in the these last three four years. Um, over the last ten years, you know, how how have you seen that change? You know, what's driven you to make these changes? Oh, I'd, uh, yeah, I. From my own point of view, I like to tinker, I like to play, I like to try and catch things early. Um, for all the things that have worked on the site, there's a thousand things that we've tried that have failed dismally. Um, me and Steve have had endless de- um, debates on the forum about whether the, the concept of voting posts up and down or users rating each other or rating their posts is a is a good idea. Um, in fact, the, the entire focus of the site's changed a few times as well. I mean, for, under our tenure... Despite my best efforts, um, and, and it, yours as well on this one, um, the focus of the, the site has always been the forum. Nowadays, the um, you know, the, the podcasts are now getting you know scary numbers uh, for the number of, of, of listeners. So you could argue it isn't the forum. But even in Lee's day, Lee essentially started out with a news site rather than a community. Um, he then added chat to that. Um, you know, the, the, for a long, long time, Lee's chat rooms got way more um, traffic than the forums ever did. Um, so yeah, it, it's forever changing. And say so the, the um, I've I've always wanted to get back to a, a a site that gives you know something to everyone, not just those that want to. You know, in, in modern parlance, you uh, generate user content. You know, uh, I make forum posts and that sort of thing. But um, you know, I'd always wanted a, an excuse for people 
to come back every few days. Um, we know that we were big with the expat community in the early days because it was the only way they were getting news out of Rove as well. There are a million websites that will give you quicker and more accurate news than we could. Um, so, you know, just for the, hey, we've signed um, Rudiger Stead type stuff, you know, there's no point us even trying to compete on that anymore. So, um, yeah, I mean, that, that was another direction we took was when yourself and Cammy came along and rather than doing, you know, sort of bland news that every site was going, you, you started pushing the proper investigative in, you know, the real colour pieces, the really, the really interesting bits. Again, that's the rise of social media in general. Twitter has basically killed anything news related on on internet sites because by the time it's on, by the time you've actually wrote an article, it's on Twitter. Everybody knows about. It, everybody's discussed it, and that that's been the one thing that's kind of changed in terms of the forums over the last three to four years. Don't say the rise of social media, Twitter especially in terms of, I say, getting the news out quickly, and Facebook itself as well. Which, which does a lot of what we wanted to do on the site and remove a lot of the anonymity from discussions, effectively. Because Facebook, everybody's put under the real names and not under, for example, when, why, who. I mean, or, you know, <laughs> yeah, for examples. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But, um, yeah, I mean, and then the way the site's sort of been over the last 10 years, as Glenn says, I mean, apart from the fact it seems to be the test bed for anything Glenn's been trying to train at work. <laughs> uh, yeah. We'll try this new feature. Do we need this, Glenn? Uh, yeah, we do, because I'm going to do something at work and I want to do it on the test system first. <laughs> <laughs> so it, I, we've all been guinea pigs, I think you'll find. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I've still got some untested code that I think is the cleverest thing in forums. It just needs somebody brave to try it. Sat there hiding in the background. Um, but no, there is an element of that, and for those that don't know, I spent quite a few years working for a company that specialised in writing small social media plugins for things like WordPress, so we did experiment a lot with that, with things like the online shop and um, you know, that, that sort of thing. Nowadays, I work for a company that a third of our business is um, is, is all to do with online social media moderation, um, including forums, so it, the apple still hasn't fallen very far from the tree, I've just... There's no way on earth we can afford to experiment our tech on a site like um, site like BRFCS anymore. Mm. What, what's worrying, Glenn, is you actually do this for professional, uh, you know, for, for a living, don't you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and, and the fact that I've, I've maintained that we we keep such amateur levels of quality control over the site when, um, yeah, n- none of what we actually do to get through on BRFCS would ever let happen on on a customer site. <laughs> <laughs> on a more serious level though the, the fact that I now work in this industry does mean that I'm, I've now over the last few years got a lot more au fait with the law and um, and actually you know what isn't isn't accurate there's a lot of rumour and conjecture about what can be done and said on the internet um, and yeah we've kind of been at the forefront of that in a lot of ways there's a lot of rules that we put in very early on that people thought were horrifically draconian that actually are now you know not only just standard across the, the industry but are actually Really, really, you know, common sense things like um, you know, never deleting posts, only ever hiding them, never editing posts, you know, asking users to edit them themselves after hiding them, that sort of thing. A few years ago, people thought we were nuts doing all that sort of stuff, and now it, you know, it's the only way to do it. The, the rest of the industry's caught us up. So, yeah, you're trendsetters as always. Too right. Too right. Technically, we're trendsetters. I think you're fine. I mean, Oldham shirts and uh, baseball hat, Glenn. <laughs> I'm saying nothing. I'm sat here in a Vancouver um, Canucks um, hockey shirt at the moment, so I can't say anything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
your um your approach to uh you know the the, the forums to moderation uh to um how people express them themselves um you're talking about hiding posts and what have you um mm -hmm. you, you've very often um glenn in particular uh, you've come out with uh, various uh, posts and, and your views on uh, democracy and, and free speech i think one one of your uh, titles that you gave yourself was was it dictator number two was it that you, yeah, you benevolent you, dictator number ben, two sorry sorry <laughs> benevolent dictator number two um what uh, what's your what drives your your, your basic philosophy uh, on, on uh, you know, in in terms of how you approach or have approached uh, the forums and uh, you know the, the yeah. you know the have, media. Have we got enough storage and bandwidth for an eight-hour rant on the freedom of speech on the internet at the moment? Uh, well, um, no, I mean th this is actually why over the years me and Steve worked so um, so well as a team because I'm I am sort of very liberal. I am your typical yogurt knitting hippie type character that believes everyone deserves a voice and everyone deserves a second chance, whereas Steve is much more sensible, much more pragmatic, and, um, yeah, Steve, Steve can be much more the disciplinarian how the two of us, um, and, you know, when people deserve it, he can slap them down, whereas I've always been way too soft. So, I mean, I have always been a big, big proponent of free speech. There's, um, there's a, a story for another time of, uh, of me sort of making that point um, one night to a policeman when, when Steve was there, which didn't work out well. Um... The less said uh, about that incident, the better. Thank you. <laughs> I thought enough Scotty was there again, wasn't it? Scotty was there on that one as well, yeah. There's something yeah. about me, you, Scotty, and alcohol. It seems that we end up in trouble. Um, yes. But, yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've always been very keen on that, but ultimately um, the the site has to come first. We've always said from day one that the, the long-term survival of the site is the, um, is, is the important thing. So even, you know, at times I've had to compromise my own principles and sort of say, well... I see what you're saying, but you can't say that because you know that's going to probably end up in in legal threats that we can't defend. You know, we 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 know we know what you're trying to say. We know you think you've got a right to say that, but if you say that, we end up being the publisher. We end up being the ones in court, and um, it's served us well over the years. We've for all the the, the legal threats we've faced, um, we never actually ended up in court um, once by the skin of our teeth. But yeah, we, we always managed to. Um, to dodge the bullet on that one, I think clearly once the once the Venkis took over, basically that that yeah. that's when it became a problem. You polarised the entire site, and there were rumours and all sorts of conjecture things. But Glasgow gangsters, Steve King, certain agents, etc., and separating what's likely to be true and what isn't, and what people can back up, and people will just basically regurgitating something that they've heard in a pub and let's be honest that's kind of what the forum is to a certain extent is what people who are to the pub is what they've read on a forum and it's it's where rumours can sort of I don't know what's the word it's where they, they give birth to rumours and they just grow and grow and grow before it becomes, becomes the story when there isn't actually a story or well, unfortunately it isn't necessarily a case of even if it's true yeah, if you unless you can prove it's true, if someone can afford better lawyers than you, then you're kind of screwed anyway. You see that with the papers. Uh, so we had to be, whilst we wanted to let this sort of thing run and run, it was a case of, look, you can't say that. And there's obviously people who were quite vocal on the internet, on other sites, etc., who, who may well turn around and say, look, we haven't supported them or whatever. But 
our role in this isn't necessarily to take sides, even though we may agree with certain of these people, is we have to try and remain as neutral as possible. Uh, to a certain extent, we possibly didn't do that in some of the things we did, including going to Pirina, etc. Uh, it's a tough one, really, um, you know, because you run a forum and you think it's just a case of just run something technical, hide a few posts, remove a few Venkis outposts from Abbey, for example, and it's not quite <laughs> as simple as that, really. Uh, you know, we could go into a lot of detail and get very, very boring on it, but I think that's all we can say, really. It's not just as simple as letting everything go. And every single post leads to something else and leads to something becoming stronger and and it running through. And it, it did get to the stage where we had to remove anything that mentioned a certain person. Uh, but then that certain person who contacted us had had a couple of threats made to him on the, on the board. So whilst we would have said, yeah, there's not actually any chance of those happening, it certainly gives him an inroad into actually coming in and saying something to us. The, the the good news when under your tenure, there's um, the the law has technically changed in the UK. It's now got royal assent, and um, um, we're waiting for the guidelines to actually be printed on how it's going to be enforced. But essentially, um, very soon you're going to have the one bit of protection that everyone assumes that they get on the internet that they don't, which is at the moment, um, essentially your um, the website is viewed as a publisher, so there isn't too much dissimilarity. Um, between um, us letting a, fo- a forum post we're aware of stay on the forum, you know, once somebody's brought it to our attention, and a newspaper printing it, um, we, you know, exactly the same applies to it. We, we can't really pass any of that responsibility back to the user at the moment. But I must say, thankfully, the, the defamation law in the UK has now changed. It's got royal assent. Um, it's just a case. Um, the at the moment, the again, this is going to be a big dis- um, decision for you in the future. The um, the, the, the underpinning of it is that as long as the the site doesn't offer the um, the user any anonymity, then they can pass the responsibility back to the poster. But obviously, you know they, they haven't yet defined what anonymity classes as. So there you go. Mm. Um, we, 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 we've we've done the te- the technicalities of of of, of, of um, servers, and now we've done the technicalities of UK uh, defamation law. Yeah. And that only refers to defamation. Uh, other areas, for example, uh, for example, racist slurs, for example, that's not covered by this. But presumably, that's a good question. But presumably, it will be uh, eventually. I, I I'd have to check up on that. I don't honestly know, to be honest. I know that the the entire crux of the law was trying to push the owners back onto the user, which makes mm. a lot more sense. Sure. Um, the, the way the law stands at the moment is that if we can legitimately um, Claim that we weren't aware, you know, we weren't aware of infringing content. We've got a bit of an out there. Mm. Um, it means that the second somebody makes us aware of the content, we have to decide whether we're going to act on it. You know, when we no longer have a defence at that point. But um, yeah, it, it, I'll, I'll keep you posted on that one because, as you say, going back to your original question, seemingly a lifetime ago, yeah, the um, online freedom of speech is something that's been a, a key thing. So I'm watching mm. that quite closely. Yeah, yeah, good. And uh, we we touched on uh, something just there um, about the legal threats. This last two three years uh, has been such a strain uh, on the the resources of everyone in the Blackburn Rovers community. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as BRFCS is concerned, 
uh, you've had to put up with uh, various uh, legal threats, uh, yeah. police visits, um, numerous uh, emails from uh, certain individuals. The, you know, since the the Venkis arrived, and uh, not just it's not so much the Venkis themselves, it's uh, their associates, shall we say? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I need to yeah. stress that Ven- Venkis themselves have been fine throughout this. Basically, it was a, it was a sea change in the in the club because prior to that, we always knew that if something had upset the club in some way or anyone connected with the club, either John or Tom or Lindsay at the club would give us a call and say, "Look, you know, we're not going to tell you what to do, but really have a look." Um, and you know it, that was a quite nice working relationship. We knew that we weren't, you know, that the first port call wasn't going to be a solicitor because both sides behaved sensibly. Um, but yeah, suddenly it all changed, and quite often, you know, we, the first we were aware certainly of, of the case that we can't really talk about. The first we were aware of it was um, a letter from a solicitor. Ironically, the day I started a new job. Um, saying, you know, we we, we need you to um, to give us information on um, this content, this post, this you know, this incident, for want of a better term. It was like me and Steve rang each other. What? What's he talking about? And then had to go off and look at it ourselves. So, um, yeah, in, in, interesting and fun times. But it was, as I say, it wasn't the club or or um, the rows themselves. It was other associated people. Mm, yeah. I think I, I, my, I certainly believe that there are people at the club who'd had issues with the site in the past who had represented us in a way that they were trying to paint us as being kind of the bad guys and dare I say it as being cause of the protest movement, everything against Venkies, everything against like that. And I think that was certain people using that to, to dare I say it, feather their own nests and to build up their own little empires as well. Yeah, it, it was quite shocking to, leave, to learn that people both inside the club and in, inside the rails believed that I was a protest organiser, which was quite interesting. Um, I mean, it, it, it was... I, I certainly did things to support and help Glenn in the early days, um, but, yeah, the, the, there was a little bit of a, a confusion of um, you know, how much we were involved with it because amongst, we, amongst the T-shirts were some Venkies Out T-shirts. I mean, we weren't entirely blameless in it all. I'm not going to sit here on a moral high ground and go, yeah, we were out in the clear. We, we got some things wrong, but certainly it seemed that we'd shot up to, to public enemy number one in a lot of people's eyes at that point and it's um yeah i think yeah. this was going back historically from we've always tried to get access to the club and work with the club i know john and tom have always been very very good at that but there were always various uh, dark forces in in <laughs> play at the time who didn't particularly want to work with us and who, who would always do whatever they can to make paint paint us as the troublemakers you know and that, Just going that's off at my t- opinion just going well, off at a slight tangent, something I've always meant to point out on a podcast or on the forum. Do you know in the um, in the infamous Sky interview, the um, the phrase "dark forces" isn't mentioned at all, but oddly, it popped up in all the pre- in you know all the press that was done after it. It's almost like there was a press release put out to um, to a, to accompany that that interview because yeah, not one mention of dark forces, and I've watched that video fifty times looking for it. Hmm. So there you go. Well, we I was going to say, even when everything's settled down at the club, I still can't beat a good conspiracy theory. On, on the uh, forums a uh, couple of weeks or so ago, Glenn, uh, you were recounting a story uh, about Paul Agnew. Uh, since you've put it on the forum, I think uh, 
Um, it's, it's within the realms of uh, our discussion here. And uh, you were saying how basically um, he was saying, welcome. Uh, what is it? You're, you're now playing with the big boys. I think he taunted you with. Yeah, um, I mean that post has obviously fallen through a, a wormhole because I think I posted that the day that um, Paul was uh, Paul left the club. Um, it was. I mean, I've, I've, again, I've got to be honest. Me and Paul, we, we have had some pleasant, polite chats. You know, we, we have got on. Um, I had a, a great afternoon, sat with him in a, a hotel where we talked about the site and the future, and actually about working together. Ironically, at that point, we we um, we did talk about him. Um, we. We sort of said, well, you know, gone as, from a mutual um, working together point of view, what do you really want? And he said, oh, well, you know, we're, I'd, much, I'd really like to try and get Keane over to the fans a bit better. I think if you put him in front of the fans, he'll come across a lot better than he does on the media. So that led to Cammy's initial interview with him. Um, we kind of that was a precursor to us um, hopefully doing um, a, um, a a public meeting, meet and greet sort of thing. You know, very similar to the thing that the action group did with. Um, um, Chebby Singh. Chebby, but I mean, obviously that never came off because by that point we we couldn't have afforded the security. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it's unfair to say that me and Paul haven't always, um, you know, the United Way because we we have had our times where we we've, we've politely got on. Um, but yeah, it was um, there, there was some misunderstanding and and certainly some some falling outs around the time of the protests over my involvement with them. I mean, frankly, it's not a Paul's business it shouldn't really matter to him how i was or wasn't involved but the truth is other than you know a little bit of initial assistance and encouragement to glenn i mean, i wasn't really involved with it i was never part of the action group you know I, I, it, it, I what they did i was quite impressed with in some you know some aspects of it they did very well some aspects of it i felt they did very badly and it me and glenn's relationship sort of went out the window for a while and you know, we built it back up a bit now but Regardless of that, yeah, um, in the middle of that, Keane does an interview where he said, yesterday I spoke to the um, the leaders of the um, uh, protest org- organisation, or words to that effect, when uh, what in- what essentially he'd done was the, the interview with um, Cammy. Now, um, Cammy at the time was a, a freelance journalist. Um, you know, as far as I'm aware, Cammy wasn't involved with the protest in any way, shape or form, so obviously... Um, the people that Cammy's trying to sell stories to suddenly get wind that he's one of the people behind the protests. You know, and this is kind of affecting his live, livelihood. So, so, give Paul a call and say, "Look, Paul, you know, it, it, and I know that me and you aren't seeing straight eye to eye on this because at the time he, he genuinely thought I was behind the protests. Um, but can we just put something out to say that you know that that was kind of a misquote by um, by by Steve Keane on that doesn't need to be any public. You know, I don't need a press release. Just something that Cammy can show his employers, uh, or should I say, the people he's selling the stories to, just to say that yeah, it was a a slight misunderstanding. It, it, you know, it was at worst a protest sympathizer. Um, and yeah, Paul's reaction live with me to this day. That you know the rest of the story's got getting murkier over time. But the the the, the phrase he used, uh, "Sorry, Glenn, you're playing with the big boys now," and it was like, really, really, yo, this is what a professional in your position does. You know, you, you see this as a personal battle between me and you that you're willing to cost Cammy's livelihood over. So you know, as I mentioned before, wet liberal always happy to give people the benefit of the doubt, but. Uh, that was kind of the, the the last straw with Paul. It was like, you know, just can't deal with him after that. And then, yeah, you know, it, it seems that he may have tried to influence whether or not I got to go to Poon 
as part of the fans forum. But uh, we, we, ne- we never knew that for sure. That only came back unofficially to us. But it was it, it seems that that was something else he tried to influence strongly afterwards. But that's his call. I mean, to be fair, if he thought I was part of the protest movement and thought that I was a risk to the group, then yeah, I suppose it, 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 that's probably a fair call on his part. Mm. But yeah, it, uh, that that's stung a little bit. Mm. Yeah, now you're indicating there that you you went out to Pune. Um, yeah, you're both you're both members uh, of the fans forum. You have been for oh, must be ten years now, I guess. I've, I've actually recently stood down from that. A lot of the same logic and reasons for why I'm standing down for BRSS. It's just I I don't have the time to do it properly. You know, once upon a time I had a job that I could easily sneak off work and take a nice leisurely drive across the Pennines to to a meeting in um, in, in Blackburn. Whereas now I you know, come out of li- work at five o'clock, have to sort of sit right on the edge of the speed limit and still turn up late. Um, and uh, to be fair, the the fans forum is is it, it it's a lot stronger now. It's a lot more organised. Um, you know the the introduction of people like John Waring to it, who, who seems to have whipped it all into um, the, some kind of organised fashion. I feel that it, my my voice isn't quite as essential as it was. Plus, I always like to be the dissenting voice on there, and Steve's every bit as good at being the dissenting voice as I am. So, doesn't need both of us. Yeah, his. that's not strictly a case anymore. I mean, obviously, the fans forum itself, I think, has, has changed. I think the action group has certainly put pressure on from that respect, and probably good things is that, that it has to be more organised and more open. And now the open side of things is something that we've done through John Waring for a while, and who is the secretary of the fans forum, to basically get information out and to let people know what's going on, make sure the minutes are on the website. And since then, there's been a new chairman and vice chairman, uh, the chairman's Andy Neal, who I think's been on podcasts before, who's, who's also our accountant, and we better make sure we thank him and uh, Penal Lancashire Authority, uh, Penal Lancashire Accounting, even uh, at some point, because obviously they, they do the accounts for the site very well. And then the vice chairman's myself at the moment. Uh, that sort of, so it's fought on between the forum every 12 months, and so that's really, let's be honest, the more procedural roles than anything else. They don't mean anything of any any great significance other than that we chair the meetings and somebody has to do that uh, that's still running quite nicely uh, you know has the meetings on a regular basis I believe the action group are having meetings on a regular basis and it's only a good thing that different groups are meeting the club uh, there's certainly been over the last 12 well last few months since the departure of a certain person uh, an improvement in in everything around the club and I think it, it's that feeling that Normality is breaking out. It's certainly not a case of anything, you know, anything great or any anything from that level. But it just seems to be common sense. Seems to be happening around Ewood at the moment. Yeah, that's very, very much the uh, uh, the kind of um, feeling that you get uh, uh, these days. Uh, Gary Boyer, of course, is is kind of taking on the same role that Steve Keane held, but uh, obviously he's got. Uh, uh, the club at heart, and uh, is also a decent guy, so that, uh, that does help. The same official role, I think you'll say there, when because uh, obviously there's lots of rumours about what role Steve Keane actually had. And obviously, I wouldn't say anything on the podcast anyway about that. Yeah. <laughs> dear, oh dear. Hey, we can. It's not our problem anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, technically, it is because we're going to get into the fact that we're still remaining as directors of BRFCS, aren't we? So, in, in, we do have indeed, to be a little yeah. bit careful with that respect. Uh, hmm. So, business-wise and legalities and finance-wise, is we're just going to stick around in the background and 
allow uh, when to actually run the site and effectively that's where where we're going from here is yeah when's going to be in charge of the moderation so you know maybe you'll solve the problem with Abby I don't know probably not (laughs) I'd just like to clarify here that I'm not in charge of the moderation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, so you, you are. You, you'll find. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, you're in charge of whoever you have in charge of the moderation. That'll do me. Yeah, that, that's, that's right. That's uh, more accurate. What you, what you will find is that whether you're in charge of the moderation or running the moderation or not, you will get the blame. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't mind and, that. I don't mind that. <laughs> and and, and you'll, get the, you'll get the begging letters. You'll get the I know where you lives. You'll get the... Um, uh, yeah. The, the 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 I mean you've you've been on our admin mailing list for a while now, but we do get some pretty well, both ranging from absolutely comically sad to to genuinely quite scary. Um, re- reminded the other night of the infamous itchy thread where um, some uh, a, a young poster to the forum essentially said that it was going to bring us down from the inside because he he knew the admins and he knew where we lived and it it, 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 it was absolute comedy gold. That was lofty, but, um, was that? Was oh, was lofty. it lofty, not itchy? One of the two. Yeah, itchy it was a long was, time ago. Well, we called him itchy because, uh, well, he wouldn't call himself itchy, and I think we called him Frush at one point because he's an irritating. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. We're talking about members who were, I won't say members, but <laughs> members who were uh, interesting. <laughs> it, itchy, Vinji, well. Lofty. I think I said about you, Benzie. Why? Sorry, Abby, you're actually not, not a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, come on! We've already uh, dug ourselves out of one hole with Ricky. Let's not put us back in another one. <laughs> oh, I have Ricky. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I was, yeah, really said Flopsy. <laughs> I was going to say F- 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 Flopsy, the super mod as well. Actually, we forgot about Flopsy, didn't we? It, it was the it was the mod we forgot from two thousand and one when we oh, took God. over. Uh, yeah, so that's another that's another uh, <laughs> Sorry, amendment. Another part of Yeah. Oh, Yonzi. <laughs> Oh no, y- y- Yonzi's all right. Yonzi was a good one. Flopsy no, I mean, was a. <laughs> <laughs> you forgot so to Flopsy mention wasn't. him earlier. I mean, <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, we're talking about problem posters, though. Not we're not Flopsy and Ricky. That was a bit harsh, isn't it? <laughs> Too right. And um, yeah, um, there've been quite a few characters uh, during your time. Uh, just thinking, um, are you talking about Abby there? But uh, there's other characters like uh, uh, Jim, Jim Mark II, um, the Nodrog, uh, who else is there? Uh, South Aussie Rover. There's been quite a few characters Scotty <laughs> over the years, yeah? So, another oh. troublemaker ended it, why? Scotty, yeah. <laughs> no, I think the problem with the characters are is that they, are, they have got opinions. They aren't scared of expressing them. Uh, um, they become the characters because they're good posters as a rule, well, most of the people we're talking about there. You know, they might have completely polar opposite opinions, and that's where it's interesting because the fallout from one of those sort of, and I'm not saying they're in, uh, intentionally inflammatory posts, but they'll post a post along that line, and then somebody will post something out how the Venkis are doing, and you know full well that will be hashtag Venkis out before, uh, you know, before you've got a chance to actually read the first post. For example, and uh, yeah, no, no, that, that's the good thing about the board is that the characters are the stronger posters, and they, they've made the they've made the actual the character of the board itself. Uh, you know, all all good posters. I think we've met most of them, haven't we, Glenn? Between us, uh, yeah. 
Well, I mean, um, that, that was generally our way of dealing with some of the problem posters, was that when you meet them in real life and just say, look, you know, we appreciate what you're doing. We, you know, we, we don't necessarily agree with your opinions and your politics, but we do agree that, you know, you, you've got a right to get them out there. However, these are the problems they call, they're causing, and people are generally pretty receptive to that. And, you know, they, they do tend to learn that it's like, well, you know, one slightly off-colour, um, so we say, um, human that you would have got away with in the 70s from... I'll pick a name out of the air, Nodrog. When that re- <laughs> that, when that suddenly um, you know results in thirty or forty email complaints that we have to respond to, it's like, well, yeah, we're not so much having a go at you because you know that's kind of because you th- just because you think that's acceptable and we don't. Do bear in mind that the work it's going to cause us, and yeah, generally people have been pretty responsive to that. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and uh, that's the key thing. Uh, you know this idea of uh, self-policing and uh, self-moderating. Um, if people actually understand just how much work it makes for for the others, um, then I mean, basically the the, the forums uh, uh, can't uh, can't continue if people uh, um, seek to destroy it from within, as you were saying no. before. Yeah. Yeah, and like the issue does happen when you've got a black and white issue, and certainly regarding the owners, is it's either you want to support the club and let everything sort of continue and whatever to start to improve and see what's going on, or you just want them out anyway. Uh, but somewhere down the line, the truth is somewhere in between is that they still probably need to go. They're still not necessarily doing the best possible job that, that they can do, but. To say that you want them in or you want them out, the truth is probably, like I say, somewhere it's, it's all shades of grey, effectively. Yeah. Now, just moving on to uh, um, a, a word that is uh, very often being used uh, by yourselves, uh, community. Uh, oh, I thought it was going to be something else beginning with C. <laughs> the online community and uh, the real-life community um, the line is uh, blurred there for for you two because uh, you, you're down at the Rovers, uh, home and away. You take part in or have taken part in uh, fans forum over the years. Very it's, much involved. Yeah. yeah, it's not even things like fans forum. We're doing we're doing two football matches against a Turkish team, a football match against uh, an Austrian team. We've done sportsman's dinner. We've done. Plenty of five-a-side tournament that obviously goes on with the Northern Irish branch. Various other sort of events like that. We've had awards, evenings. We've had all sorts of site meetups, etc. And we rescued you know, raising the coffin. Yeah, we did the raising the coffin. We did, um, you know. So it's it, to the point where there's people off the site who are our friends now, uh, and there's obviously people on the site who are our enemies. Uh, strangely <laughs> enough, <laughs> no. But we'll, we'll, we've made generally friends over the site, haven't we? I think that's what we've got to look on. And you know, even down like sort of twelve, thirteen years ago, going to an away match, someone at the train station would, "You're that Steve, are you?" Like, yeah. Well, I'm having a beer when we got to, to wherever we were going. You know, I'm like, ah, go on then. You know, I'm quite easy that way to be fair. Someone's <laughs> asked me a pint. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to me, the, the, the community element is kind of where it's always been for me, be it the online side or the offline, you know, the actual real world side, I've always got a real buzz out of the things that we've actually involved that aren't virtual. The um, I, I know that we 
we didn't do the lion's share of the work there. The Turkish lads did it, but the the stuff they pulled off in Turkey was absolutely stunning. Um, I mean, the, you, I've, I imagine a lot of you have seen pictures from the airport, but it just doesn't do it justice what they managed to pull off that day. Um, we we went out there expecting the um, you know the the um, Istanbul style welcome to hell thing at the airport, and what we actually got was a similar sized crowd in national dress, sort of really attractive girls in local football shirts doing a line of honour putting Turkish delight in your mouth um, pretty much everyone didn't make it out of the airport with any Rovers shirts because everybody wanted to swap a shirt it, it was just absolutely nuts so um, it, interesting it was carnage been, was that day? yeah it, it, it was absolutely insane it, even the day after the whole thing that we'd tried to organise because we knew nothing about the airport you know they said oh we'll go and meet you at the airport I said no I don't bother we, you know, we've been on a flight all day and we've been drinking a bit don't bother and then you know to get that but the real thing that we tried to organise was what what started out as a five a side kickabout in a park um, the, the history of it was it was you know it wasn't that long after the two Leeds fans died over in Istanbul and um, England were playing there a few weeks later and the FA had advised England fans not to travel to Turkey so the fact we were going out there was, you know, a lot of people thought it was quite a scary trip, but we, through the club actually, and the club did a lot of um, uh, help um, vetting who we were talking to and making sure they're all legit, but we got in contact with some one of their organisers who, interestingly, has actually been one of the um, organisers of the, the recent protests in Turkey. But um, we got in contact and say, we, we, we what we thought was going to be a kick aside, a kickabout in the park, was on their official training ground, full proper 11 aside, two, two ex-first team players on their side. The mayor of um, uh, Ankara um, opened the game and the British ambassador was present and it was Channel 5 did sort of some of it in their pre-match warm-up and it went out live on Turkish TV. It's like, it was insane what they pulled off, absolutely insane. And, yeah. I, I think for, for us to do our part in that was just nuts. Going back to the good relationship with the club, that's where we, I, I went in two or three times. Myself and Glenn went to see John Williams as soon as we started organising this game. John's like, look, I don't want you to do anything that could possibly injure you, hurt you, blah, blah, blah. And basically got John Newsham involved. And John Newsham was, was one of his pre-site uh, visits, effectively, to Turkey. He went and checked everything out and made sure everything was... Was, was fine and checked it all out and says, look, this is honest. This is, and they're a little bit surprised. And then it's Lindsay, great, invites us down to the club. She says, go and pick up a load of shirts, pick up a load of Rovers goodies to hand out to everybody. So obviously wanted to, to show that. Uh, but just a surreal moment when we're on the plane, having drunk two planes dry between us as Rovers fans for an announcement with mine or Glenn's name to come to the back of the plane so we can get off and meet the Mary Vanker on the tarmac. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> you know, bear in mind that Jamie had been passing lots of vodka at the back, and uh, meeting the meeting the mayor on the television camera, and the tarmac is like, yeah, yeah. I mean, t- to be fair, when we were called to the back of the plane, I, I was expecting you know, a full cavity search at the end of that. I thought, you know, this is kind of their way of like, yeah, you're the ringleaders. You're gonna, you know, you we, we're going to set the stall out. But yeah, absolutely. Opposite. Never met a bunch of friendlier people. <laughs> I think you're open for the full cavity search, really, weird. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I think we drunk that much when we got off the plane. Um, it, it, yeah, 
Yeah, um, no, it was a good day. It was a good day. Things, things changed a little bit for the worst later in the afternoon, but that's something I'm not particularly... The bus from hell I'm not going to go into at this particular <laughs> point. Uh, yeah, there, there you go. For, for, for everyone that, of you that meets us in real life, ask Steve about what happened when he stole my minibus. Um... <laughs> I tell you, I didn't steal my, your minibus. I was actually supposed to be on that minibus anyway. It's just everybody else stole it, and I was the only one who got on it. But <laughs> yes, you were complicit in the stealing fun... of my minibus and feared for your okay, life afterwards. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean the, the Turkey game and the Austria game. Uh, then obviously the Turkey game at home, we had to organise and we had to try and get the guys who'd organised it visas to travel. Funnily enough, Beris, who was the guy who organised it, who one of the protest organisers, wasn't allowed to travel for. I think. They must see him as a domestic terrorist or something as daft as that, I guess. I I, I think a large part of it was... Sorry, go on. uh, They would not let him travel, but we had people like Orjan and and Bash Bassard basically coming out. Three or four of them came out and thanks to uh, JPW for basically pulling him up at his house and taking him around uh, some of the football grounds. We went to... uh, Full of... We went to Burnley's ground with him wearing a Rover shirt and... uh, pretending to eat bananas with the feet with short exit from there. But yeah, even on that, the club were great because, I mean, it, um, it was, we, we, we say we, we couldn't sort Barris's visa, which I'm sure was something down to him having elected not to do national service so he can never leave Turkey. But um, the, the cost of them getting over was stupidly prohibitive. So the club kind of put a little bit of gentle pressure on, on, on Genshin League to, um, to free up some of the, um, the empty seats on the official plane to um, you know, to get these lads over. So, um, as I say, um, the, the, we we put well, not we, but yeah, the, the kind of people like JPW put them up at this side and uh, and did the whole tourist thing with them. So, um, yeah, took them for a, a game at Brocco, which again, I think a lot of our guys were quite excited about the fact that they got the full um, the full experience at Brocco and you know to go and sit in the changing yeah. rooms and then um, people like Ricky drove up in his pink car and uh, people like Ed <laughs> who I've not seen around uh, JPW played even I had five minutes before I got a bit tired uh, yeah. didn't Triss know, uh, Sky Tris- one over a, a cross, crossbar as I seem to remember no Triss got a fluky hit and it managed to be on BBC News and he still goes it. on about it like he's Alan Shearer or something like that. He's <laughs> you know, still got the video on his phone if anybody ever speaks to Tris, because you know, it, 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 it doesn't like talking about it, though, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, even that, the fact that, I mean, okay, it was only watched by sort of ten men and a dog, but one of those ten was John Williams, who completely un, you know, unexpectedly just turned up and came down and watched. And it was one of the nicer pictures from that is, you know, it just looks like somebody wandering around the edge of a Brock Hall pitch. And it's like, actually, that's John Williams, the football club chairman, came down and um, and watched that. Oh, yeah, and then afterwards we did a presentation on the pitch, which was, um, again, still one of my proudest moments as a Rovers fan. Not for the, the whole presentation thing, because, I mean, that, you know, that, um, you know, Lindsay had organised most of that and um, there wasn't a lot to do. But no, I stood there in the tunnel. And John Williams, to, who, who, at this point, I obviously knew who he was very well. I didn't expect that he'd have a slightest clue who I was. He turned around and went, you're not talking to me today, Glenn. It's like, my God, I've just been accused of blanking um, the Rovers um, chairman. That's <laughs> it's like, my day can't get any better now. Yeah, mine, mine got better because I was in blues with the rest of, rest of the team and those who weren't doing the presentation. People wanted the glory <laughs> on the pitch. Yeah. That's to be fair, we, we let Paul and Tom run the presentation, didn't we, if I remember, on the pitch at that point? I believe so. I, I, as I say, senility is kicking in now, I, I, I vaguely remember. I, I actually thought Den was involved with all that as well. But I... what, what was the presentation? It, it was just a, a, 
a thank you trophy. It was just a trophy for, a, 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 I think, was it a, a, combo, a combined thing that technically they won both legs? I mean, I know that they absolutely hammered They won on, they technically, they technically won on away goals because it was Mark Jackson, uh, the goalkeeper in the home leg, decided that he wanted to take a penalty. So he ran up to take the penalty and it's still somewhere in, in mid-air somewhere. But this this game was two days, uh, three days after Beckham scored, missed a penalty against Turkey in Turkey and skied it. Uh, so as we walked into the furnace at the time, uh, they were showing that they were actually showing the game on Sky Sports News, and the basically said, "Well, think again, Mister Beckham. It's not just you who misses penalties." And they showed Jacko missing it, just as Jacko was walking into pub with his mum and his family, <laughs> and the entire pub just went ah. <laughs> So yeah, you, you, you were asking about the sort of things we've done. Say N- nothing will come close to Turkey. I don't think we've we've done a lot. And I say it's unfair to claim Turkey because so many of the others did so much. There, you know, my um, our involvement was mainly sort of just firing emails and making sure people were in the right place at the right time. But um, yeah, that that that's going to go in the, the grave. Is, is is those two games? They were just fantastic. Mm. And what what do, do you each consider as your your biggest achievement uh, over the last ten years? Not getting sued. Easy as that. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sure I we've pulled off some impressive stuff, but the, the the most important thing is the fact that the site is still going. It, there's still something there, you know. There's still a community around it. We've we've put a lot of people in touch with each other um, you know there are, there are now a lot of the people that I see at games all know each other through BRFCS um, and yeah not being sued Steve? Uh, just keeping the, the, the thing going to be perfectly honest with you because uh, the hoops we've had to, to jump through technically I remember being on a stag do in Madrid I think it was at the time in an internet cafe trying to fix the game when Rovers are playing Leeds at home and the site had fallen down because, funnily enough, our host had, had disabled a script because they decided that we were using too much bandwidth. And I somehow managed to log on from an internet cafe, hack into the site and uh, <laughs> hack the script against, completely against the host's terms and conditions, as they would say, and get the site running again. And then we had about a week to uh, move it back to... Um, to Rick, basically, who came in and helped us out big style there. So just yeah. keeping the sack going was an absolute it was a pig at times. Just, yeah, one-on-one hosting, unlimited hosting, yeah. absolute bollocks is one for better way of putting it because what they sell you and what they actually say is we could have unlimited hosting until you actually use too many resources. It's like, that's not unlimited then, is it, really? Yeah, and, and yeah. They, it, it, it took them a while to admit what they'd done as well. So, yeah, big professional company and... I mean, it, it it kind of it shoots them in the foot because I mean, me and you have now been in the industry that long that you know I've, I've done loads of different hosting deals and obviously they've never been on the table since then. So. No, um, there's companies that we deal with on a professional basis uh, in our day jobs that would never ever have, well, also we never ever use one on one. We would tell them why we wouldn't use one on one. It's it wasn't the fact that they moved us or what they did. It was the way that. If they'd have actually told us and give us a week's notice, we'd have gone. Well, fair enough. We'll sort something out. It was we've done this to you. We'll shut your site down. They're like that's not yeah. a professional. It wasn't even. It wasn't even that they, they didn't actually tell us, did they? It was a case of we asked them, "Why is our site gone down?" You know, this script oh, seems not know, to be. They? Yeah, is that this script yeah. seems not to be running? <laughs> what have you yeah. done? Ooh, don't know. We've moved you. We've moved you onto a server with which is the server that we we use for all the 
clients we don't want to keep. That was what, what we were told at one point because we'd used too much bandwidth. We're like, well, we're an internet site for Christ's sake. What do you expect? But I think they just assume it's like some family. They're quite happy to take like a family's internet, charge them £100 a year to run a website that they're never going to get any visitors for. But as soon as somebody actually visits it, that that's not really what they want on the business model. So, yeah, one-on-one, I don't think ever be recommending you a lot again. Sue us if you've got a problem with it. And if you've got a problem with that saying on the podcast, well, when's the man to talk to true. nowadays? We'll see you out of there. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can't sue us for saying something that's true either, can you? <laughs> that's true. So, Does that's one on one. Great. One and one. One yeah. and one. So, get it right. Yeah. Well, I mean, amazingly, now we've we've moved over to, uh, to our own uh, servers. Uh, we've actually got a podcast server as well. We we moved over from um, yeah we were actually using WordPress to to publish and using uh, uh, mirror servers, which in the beginning it was taking up to twenty four hours sometimes longer than that uh, for it to be uh, uh, actually posted to the internet to be published and uh, since we went over to our own service it takes oh, a matter of seconds to uh, to publish uh, yep. you know ov- obviously once i've put everything together but uh, um it's uh, phenomenal the, the the leap in technology that uh, that we had just by running our own stuff yeah and and, and that's all down to biddy i mean uh, back right. in my day it was all about doing it cheap which is why um cdn servers were the way to go and biddy just looked at the prices that we're we're currently paying he went hang on we can do this we we, we can host our own podcasts and still stay um not cost us a fortune, so... Mm. Amazing. Absolutely amazing stuff. Uh, you've, uh, you've... Just uh, just before you were saying that you'll actually remain as directors of BRFCS Limited. Mm-hmm. Um, your future plans... Obviously, you're standing down now uh, from, uh, from the running, day-to-day running of BRFCS... Um, do, do, do you have uh, I mean, your reasons are, are, are quite simple you, you, you've just had uh, uh, too much work to do uh, in, your, in your own private lives yeah yeah yeah. I mean I've got some some other stuff coming off early next year both in my private life and um, ne- now it's, it's next year it's next year now actually oh Christ it is next year now isn't it I've got some stuff coming off any day now um, <laughs> Oh, no. I, 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 we, I know that we talked about doing this in September. It's still September in my head. Um, yeah, so I've, I've got um, some big stuff and some small stuff. Um, that's going to be quite a quite a, a change for me. But more on that in the in the near future. Uh, one bit I can tell you about: I'm involved with a, an organisation now called um, called Code Club. Who, um, because embarrassingly in this country, after leading the world in software development for years now don't really teach software development at school at all the kids are just taught how to use microsoft office apps so the, the idea behind code clubs it's taking um, professional developers and um, essentially teaching through schools and libraries teaching primary school age kids how to code so um I've, yeah I've, I've sort of started helping out with that and we've got some some big things coming with that in the in the upcoming months um it's probably also worth mentioning because at, at, at the risk of shooting stay up there for a second um, when he said we are remaining on as BRFCS limited directors 
BSS Limited really doesn't do anything. Its main purpose is to make sure, A, that there's a little bit of financial protection in place so that um, the site can get sued and it makes it harder to sue individuals because um, in the early days, every time somebody did something wrong on the site that you know could end up in court, it was minus these mortgages on the line. So the limited company gives us a, a, a little bit of protection over that. And it also means that the... The resources we've got, so things like all the content, all the all the scripting we've done, the, the servers themselves, and anything like that, it's actually got an owner, so that there can be no argument over. Well, you know, all that's mine. It's like, well, actually, it all belongs to the company, and the company, you know, it's mandated who owns that. Essentially, it doesn't really do anything. It's it, we um, it, we we set it up a while ago. It's kind of just remained dormant um, for six months of the year. Andy chases me to do the accounts for it. Hi, Andy. I will get round to it. I promise. Um, and yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. It's not like, you know, BRFCS is a huge money making behemoth. That's a big company. It's really, it's, um, it's borderline dormant. We, we take money off Google for the advertising and we, we spend it out on hosting and that's about it. Sorry, Steve, I forgot. I've just realized I've, I've gone off and clarified that. I've forgotten what the original question was. Um, what were we talking about? personal reasons for standing down you've already given them oh yeah yeah personal Steve? reasons for standing down Steve? Uh, i think just i think the fact that i've been doing it for quite some time to be perfectly honest with you, i've been changing jobs uh three months notice always a nice period of doing obviously that when i actually put my notice and i thought it's time to sort of uh make that move uh and that's basically where, it, where it's come from yeah. yeah. The, the other thing is as well is it it really needs some fresh ideas. We perhaps stayed in there too long. It needs somebody with some new ideas and a new direction and a whole new bunch of things to give it a bit of a, a, a kick up the arse to um to revitalize it a bit because we say we we we've kept it running but that's the best we've done for a while. We haven't really done anything innovative or really pushed it. We've we've kind of let it just rattle on down I, I the track. So that's really the issue. I mean, I'm, I'm only really able to sort of, or only really prepared now to sort of stay in the background and, and help when, whenever is required uh, in terms of actually being day-to-day. I haven't got the time or the inclination to do it anymore, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, I'm not saying it's d- down to any stick or anything like that. It's not, because when you get a stick, sometimes you realise you're doing something right. But um, It's just time for somebody else. It's time for some new blood. It's the same in football, really, isn't it? Uh, you know, a manager's been there too long, it's time for him to go. <laughs> and we've kind of, we've kind of been, we're not, we're not nothing like Steve Keane, but we've kind of been more like Sam Allardyce, really. It's all been a bit technical yeah. and not really much interesting. A bit like this podcast, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking we had five managers last season. <laughs> there you go. But no, we, I think we've been Dario Gradi. It's a case of you know we, we've we've kind of sit there. We've achieved steady mid table, but you're never going to push on unless something changes. Yeah. Well, yeah, you've done a, a phenomenal job. Uh, obviously, uh, the self deprecation won't won't get past me. I was going to say it really should because you know how hard it is to get hold of me and make decisions. So you're, yeah. out of all the people we deal with, possibly other than Paul, you're the one person that understands that actually I'm just really rubbish at getting anything done nowadays. <laughs> actually, that's well, that's the other reason I'm stepping down. I couldn't be bothered to wait for Glenn to make a decision. <laughs> <laughs> 
but you're going to be around uh, the Rovers. Um, uh, obviously, uh, you'll you'll be on the odd away day trip, and uh, you'll be going into the Blues Bar, and you'll be going down to the Rovers. Oh, we're no different, no difference uh, in that respect for me. No, I'll be on as many away trips as I can get to, uh, and I'll be in Blues before and after a match, as per usual, really. Yeah. That watch and, and and just to entertain the the few of you that have known me a long, long time, it's like well. I've been a fan of Rovers 15 years now. It's probably time I had a change. Eh? The City are doing quite well. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I know I someone who... Go and join Vinjay. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Pair you up with him. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I, don't, I don't know whether you want to um, round up by thanking the people that you've uh, you've forgotten to, to thank on the podcast. Uh, some names that just uh, happen to come to mind are uh, Claire, for example. Oh, who, who in, certainly in the early days was, yeah, we couldn't have done without. Um, unfortunately, we eventually introduced her to the, the forum skinning software, which I think sends a slightly mad into about never ever do anything of that nature again. <laughs> I think we broke her with that, but yeah. Um, well, Claire, and to be fair, Chucky before, he was somebody that we, I think uh, we've, we've not mentioned at all, who did the, all the, the, the the pretty, the pretty stuff on the website. Um, yeah. It's absolutely guaranteed we're going to miss people out here. That isn't anything intentional or anything like that. It's just the fact that we're crap and getting too old and probably should yeah. get out I've, to run this sort of game. I've spent three months trying to put together a list of thank yous and the second I send it off to, to, to when he comes back with a list of half a dozen other people that I've missed. So, um, yeah, it, it, and the, the, the one... Group of people that don't get enough thanks is actually the people that contribute. I mean, the, the website's all driven by user-generated content. That, you know, that's that's the stuff that people coming coming back for. So, whether it's the the top end sort of yourself and Cami, or whether it's just people that come on and um, and and post the old forum post, that's kind of what makes it. I mean, yes, we've had some standout contributions. Um, uh, Bob's or uh, Bob Fleming's. Um, uh, monthly previews last month are, are absolute last month last year I should say um, are absolute genius. It's a shame that he, he, we can't get it to convince them. You know, do them every month. Parson Blue, whose you know match reports are of a prof- absolute sort of professional level. It, it, you know that they, they are stunning, and I, I'm hoping that you can start making even more use of him in the future. Um, as I say, Andy, our accountant, never gets a look in because we always forget about him until afterwards. And you know, he's a guy that's trying to, to run an accountancy and, and uh, business and be on the fans forum and sort of hangs around BRFCS and you know, puts up with me being really, really rubbish at doing the accounts, which when they're so simple, you think would only take me 10 minutes. But um, who else are we likely to have forgotten? I mean, we've had an army of mods over the years. Um, uh, modes 98. Modes, Christian, yeah. I hell, mean, yeah. Christian, of course, yeah. yeah. Um, again, helped on both content and um, moderating, and um, yeah, um, really, really nice guy. Met him a few times at an away game um, or two. Um, go on, then, give, give us some other people we might have missed. Um, just off the top of my head, um, Cornwall Rover, Dave, Dave, yeah, yeah, yeah. thanks. <laughs> Who, uh, admittedly, I did thank in the the the, the um, my big thank you list is Cornwall Dave and, and uh, Wempy that point. Who? Oh, oh yeah, Cornwall Rover, as in um, Dave. Cornwall uh, Dave, yeah. 
And I, um, yeah, it's, true, it's, true, true blue, blue as well, yeah. who's been moderating yeah. probably as long as most. And yeah, uh, Alan seventy five, who's done the news moderating, and is just generally somebody who helps vote uh, quite well. Uh, lots of people really, isn't it? And that's where we've got to say, if we haven't missed yet, don't take it personally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we're just shit. Uh, crap. I mean, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I mean, because and all the people that helped out the events in anyway, I know that there's sort of um, um, Bob Fleming and Ewood Dawn, um, who we've we've now got to know quite well in in recent seasons. The amount of effort that Dawn put in to walk a polystyrene coffin two hundred yards down a road was just unbelievable. It. it well, there was a suspicion at the time that the council were purposely making it hard because if, you know, if, if we have a, a right to a procession, then it makes um, other people organising it for protests and what have you have to follow the same rules. But my God, we, that, the, the amount of documentation she had to do for that to submit to the council just to walk um, 200 yards with a, with a, say, with a polystyrene box on, on a few shoulders. But even that, I mean, the, um, the Dawn got in contact with, um, I believe, Andy Cryer's wife, who's something in Blackburn's Amdram scene, who then put us up with two professional actors to be the um, both the vicar and the and the pallbearer that day. You know, people like that we're always bound to forget because, you know, they do fantastic jobs and you know because we don't see them in the pub again that they're, they're you know they're not usually um, in our minds. Um to be, to be uh, fair, I mean the, the action group helped us out quite quite well there, didn't they? They put us in touch with Maureen and uh, got the council to actually well Maureen Bateson who was very good at uh, organising that one from the council side of things, put a lot of effort yeah. in. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and, and, lots of the red yeah, and I mean, on the action group, I say we've had a very up-down relationship with them, uh, and both, you know, both as a site and then with me and Glenn personally. But the stuff that they did for that Legends game, the access they gave us, the, some of the things they let us try, that was phenomenal. You couldn't have asked any more of them that day. That they they were brilliant. So a big thank you goes out to them for that. No, I think we should stay as well. I mean, we've probably had a pop at them a few times on podcasts or whatever, they've become a far more professional organisation over the last 18 months uh, than what they were when they were seen as being a bunch of rabble racers started a protest by Mr Agnew and co. Uh, so you've got the action group Rovers Trust all taking you know, the, the future of Rovers fans and looking after Rovers fans uh, going forward as well. So there's, you know, there's still optimism around Blackburn. There's a lot of people looking out for other fans now. A lot of groups. We'll do the right thing. It, it, wouldn't, it, it wouldn't be complete without giving a nod to the opposition because um, it's quite well when you get on with with, with your competition. So, um, so Mikey and Joe over at Vital have, have been great. I mean, I, I get on really well with with Mikey now. Um, obviously, Jimmy, who uh, obviously multiple congratulations going out to Jimmy at the moment. Um, who's just got engaged over Christmas and and and, and oh, words fail me. Jimmy's cohort on BFCS fans. <laughs> I can tell you what, uh, what, um, Adam what, what Adam. networking exams Adam. he's taken. I forgot. Adam, that's it. Sorry, yeah, Adam. Adam. They've, they've been great to, to get on with. Say, it, it could have so easily been a nasty sort of war of words trying to steal each other's content and users, and it hasn't. We all get on. We, yeah, we all have a bit of a laugh. So, I'd like to yeah. thank Mark if they're basically taking Tom Wall and Vinjay off us. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, you saw the... Yeah, I'd like to apologize. Sorry. Sorry, I'd like to apologise to Mikey for, for making him <laughs> take Vinjay and Tombo from us. <laughs> and, and letting us have... Um, um, God, I can't think of his, his forum name. Um, uh, uh, Exiled in Toronto. That's it, yeah. 
Oh, and of course, yeah, big thank you, of Mikey, for letting us have Exiled in Toronto back as well. He's um, he, he, he did briefly go and dally with the dark side, and then he's um, he's back with us now. So, haven't seen the EIT yeah. for a while, actually. Yeah, he, he's still very active on Twitter. I mean, th- that touches on what Steve said right at the beginning that um, forums are changing. Twitter's, you know, taken a lot of the immediacy of forums out now. So, a lot of the people that were regular forum posters, we still see around on Twitter. Um, uh, another uh, group of people uh, led by uh, Sir Bill Taylor um, you, you were involved in for quite some months Steve was, I wasn't yeah the Bill Taylor thing, I won't say died of death uh, but effectively what you found is the group sports are each other, the groups are getting on now they're not falling out and people are getting on and just doing what they're doing I'm not saying that they won't get back together again but I not necessarily think that it needs to at this moment in time. It serves its purpose, which was to get people around the table and talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, uh, the need for people to get together is uh, considerably less since, uh, uh, since the, the likes of uh, Shebby Singh, uh, Paul Agnew have, uh, have left town, as it were. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's, that's completely unrelated. I'm sure that those two names leaving the club didn't change anything at all, honest. But no, uh, it, I'm still guarded with what I say, but it does seem now that we've got what we wanted, that the, the owners are now keeping a respectful distance, and if they are pulling the strings, they're doing it in a much more subtle way, like a normal football club. Um, we, you know, A lot of the, the, the dirty laundry that was being, you know, where sides were playing off each other, and it was no big secret that you know information was leaking out of the club left, right, and um, centre with some very slanted views on it. All that now seems to have stopped. Um, you know, we, we're almost like a normal football club. Mm. Put it this way, I wouldn't swap Venkis for Vincent Tam at the moment. Mm. Where, whereas 12 months ago, I'd have swapped Venkis for various members of the Third Reich. Yes, Third Reich. <laughs> yeah, perhaps not the best example. Um, yeah. no. That's, well, that's pretty much what we've... Yeah. yeah, the Third Reich... That's pretty much what we've been accused of as moderators sometimes, isn't it, of being, you know, so, (laughs) yeah. Okay, you you were asking before about the the highlights of the board. I still, it was possibly part of that same um, lofty conversation where I was accused of being North Korean. Not Mm. like North Korea, I was abused, uh, I I was accused of being North Korea, which it's, uh, Mm. the the internet's a strange place when I can take on a a large landmass. Yes, yes. Uh, well, um, we'll um, round off there, I think. Um, <laughs> no. Yeah, we said this was only ten minutes earlier, didn't ten we? Where did we get that old idea, idea from? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, what's yeah. that yeah. thing about what, once, the drivel. Uh, what, once the discussion uh, comes down to Nazis, that's the end of it? <laughs> Absolutely. That's always the same on the internet, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Anyway, so um, thanks to both of you for coming on. Um, You've uh, you've managed to say thanks to any number of people uh, except for Oz. And, uh, oh God! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Oz. And I'm, the, the, I'm sure. To be fair, you could this. do the um, you, you could do the Monty Python "What have the Romans ever done for us?" sketch out of this. You know, go on. Who who have you forgotten to thank? There's always going to be another name. There's you know, yeah. it's an endless name of list of um, people we have to thank, and we're never going to remember any of uh, all of them. Too right. Too right. But, uh, I think we'd yeah. have to thank all, yeah, thank all the members for putting up with us, to be fair, and for also yeah. making the site what it is. Because it, 
a site that is member-driven. It relies on its members and not on its moderators, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah. Or, or its admin, even. Uh, anyone principle. that knows me and Steve knows <laughs> that we just sit in the background and get all the people to do stuff. It's what we do. Yeah. Great. Well, Everybody who knows me knows I do absolutely nothing yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll take it upon myself to thank you on behalf of uh, all of those members that uh, you refer to, to, to say a big thank you for taking the site uh, from, what, over 12 years ago uh, from a, a relatively small community uh, to what it is today, um, a, a, a thriving, vibrant community of uh, people across the globe uh, who all in some way love Blackburn Rovers and uh, identify with Blackburn Rovers. It's wonderful that you've been able to keep going through well, some extremely difficult times. And, uh, yeah, I'd like to uh, personally say uh, thank you to you both uh, for your contributions. Um, your various and varying philosophies uh, very much fit in with my own. And uh, that's part of the reason why I got involved in the first place uh, three, four years ago or whenever it was. I said, well, thank you for your, your kind words, but more importantly, thank you for offering to take it over. I know when we, um, when we were looking for an exit strategy, you were the, the the sort of the number one name on the list. You were the one person that we we trusted that could keep it. Not just going on in the, the way that we ran it, because you know, even now I feel that in a way we're only caretaking it for Lee. It was Lee that built it. You know, um, one of the things that I've um, touched upon in the past is we have been approached to sell it a few times, but we inherited the site as a, a free community resource, and you know, it needed somebody that kind of got that, that not, that understood that actually doing something for the fans and not charging for it was way more important than um, than you know just advertising click-through numbers, which is sadly what a lot of the internet is all about nowadays. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's sort of an aspect of, uh, of the world that I absolutely loathe, so uh, in that sense, uh, we should be, should be okay for the next few years. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. See what I can do. Funnily enough, yeah, funnily enough, when we've been going through a list of everybody we wanted to thank, um, the one person we didn't thank was yourself, and obviously Glenn's just done that, but I'll say that for myself. Thanks, thanks, Wayne, for uh, taking over. <laughs> yeah. I've actually forgotten about myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> I was going to say, that, that, that's the first rule of the job, though, is that now you're in that position, you've got to forget about yourself because everybody uh, else will want your time. You don't get any of your own. Nah, no problem. No problem. Yeah. Thanks ever so much for for um, coming on. I know that uh, you know th- there'll be a lot of people uh, who listen to this with some interest. Uh, it's probably the the first and last time that uh, many people will, will have heard you speak at length. Uh, you've both been on podcasts before to talk about the football and what have you. But uh, I think it'd be uh, interesting for people just to to, to hear. Hear you, your thoughts on on the site and uh, the little stories that you've uh, you've related. Oh, I've, I've really enjoyed myself today. If only just to sit and have a natter. I do apologise for it. If anyone sat through this, and I'm assuming it's going to get heavily edited down from the nearly two hours we've done. But if you've sat to the end of this, really do something more constructive with your life. Go post on the forums. Don't 
don't sit and listen to us to drivel. Or if you want to, if, if you've actually really enjoyed this, come to a game, come and see us in the bar, buy us a drink, and we'll sit and natter like this for hours at you, because it's what we do. Yeah, if you want to listen to a lot of twaddle for a couple of hours, come and join us in Blues before the match. At least you've got Bob Fleming, who's interesting, unlike us. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And at least there's beer on tap, which, yeah. Well, I'll have to edit this so that we put this at the beginning so that people don't have to go through an hour and a half of it. <laughs> <laughs> listening to it. Do it as a disclaimer. Warning, the next two hours are exceptionally tedious. Oh, dear, oh, dear. You may well have forgotten this but we've mentioned that we're in blues a few times before the match <laughs> right <laughs> we'll not be very subtle about it <laughs> okay yeah. doesn't, doesn't even earn shares uh, earn anything on it either yeah Absolutely. I don't know are you, play, are, you, are you shooting for a free pass next year or something Steve <laughs> no not, not at all no I'm shooting I'm just saying that's where we normally are before a match more, like, more likely a free beer <laughs> It's about the same price, isn't it? Price in blues, to be fair. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Right. Going for the company, not for the price of the pint, I think you'll find. Absolutely. Good. Well, thank you very much. And um, I think uh, I'll bring uh, proceedings to, the, to, to a close here. Uh, to everyone out there who's listening, wherever you are in the world, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, We'll be back to the more regular podcasts uh, very soon. And uh, in due course, uh, I'll be announcing on the website uh, what exactly the plans are for BRFCS uh, in the future, post Glenn and post Steve. Thank you ever so much. And uh, just a final word from Glenn. No, I was just saying, I I look forward to reading what your plans are for the future. I know we've already got a little bit of a sneak peek, but it's going to be a whole brave new era and um yeah i'm 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 really quite looking forward to it yeah me too <laughs> can't, can't wait to see what i've got planned uh, steve yeah, and i'm i'm looking forward to reading it and not being involved in writing it for once <laughs> <laughs> great great okay good luck yeah thanks yeah, ever so much yeah cheers cheers. cheers well thank you to glenn and steve for joining us And as I say, wherever you are in the world, do take good care and thank you for listening.